You know what? Every species on the planet needs to adapt to the world around it to survive. Human beings are no exception. We didn't exist millions of years ago. The oldest skeleton of a modern person ever found is about 196,000 years old. But even in this relatively short period of time, our species has evolved a lot. In fact, we've never stopped evolving. At least that's what some scientists think. And some of our traits seem to prove it. About 20,000 years ago, I wasn't around then. Only children could drink milk without getting an upset stomach. But then humans domesticated animals like cows and goats. A new gene developed in people's bodies down the generations. Today, about a third of all the world's population can drink milk in adulthood. In fact, this ability actually developed independently among different groups of people all over the planet. Our jaws are also not as big as the ones our extinct relatives had. They got smaller because our soft, processed food is nothing like the diet of our ancestors. Our teeth themselves have become smaller too, and some have even disappeared completely. Plenty of people may never develop third molars, known as wisdom teeth. But for our ancestors, these teeth were vital. Third molars usually develop when someone is 18 to 25 years old. By this time, most of our ancestors' teeth had become worn out, so the third molars were possibly replacements. But some slight changes in human anatomy may have nothing to do with evolution. For example, people have generally gotten taller over the past few hundred years. The most likely cause of this is simply better nutrition, as well as access to modern medical care, and perhaps basketball. But what changes await humanity in the future? Of course, nobody can tell for sure. But the experts do have some interesting theories. One possibility is that we could get shorter as we adapt to life on our overpopulated planet. Studies have shown that shorter people consume a lot less energy and resources than taller people. In the era of hunter-gatherers, humans didn't meet many others in their day-to-day -day lives. Now, people have to adapt to life in densely populated cities. And who knows? Maybe given enough time, our genes will respond to this change and reduce the average person's height. Another possibility is that more and more people will look alike. Modern humans travel a lot. As different types of people interact and have children, our genes are becoming more and more mixed up. In the future, this might make some physical characteristics a lot more unusual. The average-looking person might have darker skin and hair, and traits like freckles or blue eyes could become a rarity. Some scientists think that evolution won't play an important role in our future at all. Unlike our ancestors who lived millions of years ago, we now have a very advanced culture based on cooperation and modern technology. So, we no longer need to literally struggle to survive. Because of this, we may actually stop developing as a species and remain pretty much the same far into the future. If our evolution does continue, though, there's a chance we'll become more complex and intelligent creatures. Because of technological progress, the way we deal with problems could depend more on our intelligence than our physical abilities. So our brains might become larger. This may already be happening. I know mine is getting bigger. Some scientists' measurements show that the skulls of Americans are actually getting bigger on average. The room in there for the brain has increased about the size of a tennis ball. 
Or maybe the opposite will happen, and our brains will shrink. This direction of development has actually been around for a lot longer. Some people think that the male human brain has been getting smaller for the past 20,000 years. Hey, just ask females. If it continues to decrease at the same rate for the next 20,000, it'll end up being the same size as the brain of an archaic human who lived about 2 million years ago. Wait, does that mean we're becoming less intelligent? Well, a bigger brain doesn't always mean greater intellect. We just might be evolving to have smaller but super-efficient brains. Another theory is that our bodies might learn to use calories from fast food. Things like pizza, fries, and donuts contain trans fats. These chemicals are difficult for our bodies to digest. But what if humans of the future somehow adapt to this kind of food, if we eat it for long enough? After all, the same process has already happened with milk. In a few thousand years, people may develop genes that can break down trans fats and absorb something healthy from them. If they still enjoy eating burgers and fries, of course. Mmm, donuts. People of the future might have less hair than we do today. Hair was vital for our ancestors. It helped regulate their body temperature, keeping them warm in cold climates and cool in hot environments. Even today, we still have practically the same amount of hair as many apes do. But some scientists have pointed out that our hair is nowhere as near as important to our survival as it once was. Since we now have modern heating systems and clothing for any environment, maybe given enough time, we'll become a lot less hairy. Ay ay ay! About 6% of people can vibrate and rapidly shake their eyeballs back and forth. It doesn't mean something's not right with their eyes. It's just a unique trick they can perform. Good at parties, I suppose. Your bones are designed to be used a lot daily, and some of them can absorb two or even three times your body weight. That's impressive, but your teeth are even stronger. When you bite something, the teeth can exert incredible pressure, up to 200 pounds. By the way, the enamel is considered to be part of your skeletal system. Your stomach has a pretty incredible capacity, being able to hold up to half a gallon of liquid, a whole large bottle of Coke. It's pretty hard to estimate how much hard food you can squeeze into your stomach since the food is processed with your teeth before it gets inside. There's definitely not enough room for a turkey, but a good-sized chicken will probably fit it. Whenever you rotate your hand, the bones inside it actually intersect. Grab your hand and verify it. Yeah, not very useful. Now. Show me where your stomach is. If you're pointing at your tummy, sorry, but it's wrong. It's up here, hidden between your ribs. Fun fact about bones. You know that your body is about 60% water, right? What's new here is that your bones are in this too. About 25% of the human bone mass is made up of water. Scientists believe that the appendix isn't here to stay. Nobody really knows why we need it. But some researchers claim it helped our ancestors process the tree bark they were eating. As it's no longer part of our daily diet, the appendix can disappear from our bodies without any consequences. A human eye has some resemblance to a car engine. They both need various liquids to perform properly. An engine needs gasoline, and an eye needs tears. In order to work well, the tears should be thoroughly distributed all over the eye. That's why we blink up to 20,000 times a day. So a lid is a bit of a windshield washer. Almost all of our body is covered with hairs, even if we don't notice them. They grow even in the belly button. Their purpose is to catch lint. The only part of the human body that doesn't get any nutrients from blood is the cornea of the eye. 
Instead, it's fed by tears and fluid in the front of your eyes. If you never knew you had a personal bodyguard, look deeper. Your liver is your security guard, protecting you from toxins and many other things you don't want to have. It's also pretty indestructible and can even regenerate. When you blush, it means there's an increased blood flow in your body. Not only do your cheeks get somewhat red, but your stomach lining too. It's because it has plenty of blood vessels, and when there's more blood than usual, it turns red. Only about 43% of you is actually you. You're over 50% tiny little creatures that mainly live in your gut and other body parts without ever leaving it. Still, even though your own cells are fewer than microbial ones, there are, on average, about 100 trillion of them in you. Let's count them. You start. Your stomach has a lining replaced every 3-4 to days. That's done to stop it from eating itself. The digestive acids we've got can be pretty damaging. One thing that surely rests while you're sleeping is your nose. You just won't smell anything nasty in your sleep. The thing is that your sense of smell basically deactivates at night. If there's some really terrible smell in your bedroom, you won't even be bothered. We can accidentally digest small objects, such as plastic items, glass, coins, and many other small objects. They pass their way through the digestive tract within 48 hours. Really, just trust me on this one. You have better things to do. Scientists used to believe we could distinguish about 10,000 smells. Nope. Recent research showed that people were able to distinguish more than a trillion smells. We also remember them better than anything else, and smells can even evoke some distant memories. We can digest tiny quantities of plastic, but the human digestive system can't really bear grass. Grazing animals have special teeth and several stomachs to process raw leaves and grass, while we have none of that stuff. But don't feel bad. Among mammals, only humans can always walk on two hind limbs and keep that posture for their entire lives. You might object that kangaroos or gorillas move in the same way, but the roos use their tail as a third leg, and gorillas use the help of their long arms to keep balance. The stomach is the most important defender of the immune system. Hydrochloric acid in our stomach kills dangerous food toxins, viruses, and bacteria that get in there with the food you eat. This acid can digest even the stomach itself, but the mucous membrane protects it. Body fat isn't just a nuisance. It acts as insulation material, energy reserve, and shock absorber. Your body sends the most fat into your waist region because that's where your internal organs are. If something happens to you, this layer of fat might as well protect your vitals from irreparable damage. We've got two really fast muscles. They control the eyelid closing. These are the fastest muscles in our body. Eyes are fragile and need protection. That's why, when the reflex is triggered, these muscles shut the eyes within about 100 milliseconds. That's not more than 0.1 second. We recognize only purple-blue, green-yellow, and yellow-red colors. Everything else is a combination of these three. It's impossible to calculate how many of these combinations the human eye sees because every person has slight visual differences. But it's about 1 million combinations on average. Now, even if you brush your teeth twice a day and never forget about mouthwash, your mouth still stays one of the dirtiest parts of the human body. Ew. Millions of bacteria live inside it. The good news is that most of these bacteria are good for the body and protected from bad bacteria and viruses. The second dirtiest place is the belly button, and it's probably because it's the first ignored place. The thing is, 
we don't really use them after we're born. So this forlorn area accumulates all kinds of germs, sweat, and dirt. The belly button has over 2,300 bacterial species, and it does need extra attention. Your dog doesn't actually have a stronger sense of smell than you do. People often talk about how dogs have a superior sense of smell. And this probably started when a researcher from the 19th century, Paul Broca, marked humans as non-smellers. No one ever provided sensory testing to support this theory, but people still believed in it for a long time. The truth is, different types of animals can identify different kinds of scents. There was an experiment done where human volunteers needed to track a scent. Researchers dipped twine in chocolate essence and then zigzagged it all across a grassy field. Volunteers weren't allowed to use other senses. For example, they were earmuffed and blindfolded. They even wore thick gloves and knee pads. The conclusion they came to is that while we are not as effective as dogs, we can follow a scent trail and become way better if we practice. Interestingly, humans are more sensitive to certain smells compared to dogs, like fruit or flowers. This is because the evolution of dogs didn't require them to sharpen their sense of smell for these types of odors. A TV screen won't ruin your eyesight. At least, there's no evidence that looking at a TV screen can really hurt your eyes. It's the same for phone or computer screens. Looking at them may lead to eye strain or fatigue, but in most cases, it's nothing you can't ease with proper rest. That doesn't mean watching TV or staring at your phone for too long doesn't have negative consequences in other parts of your life, like reduced concentration and lack of socialization, among many other things. Being able to roll your tongue is not really a genetic trait, even though biology teachers often say this gift is based on a dominant gene. There was a study that showed 7 out of 33 twins who didn't actually share this feature. Identical twins share the same genes, which implies that they should share this trait too. But they don't, which means genes are most likely not the factor that decides if you'll be able to roll your tongue. And this myth still exists, even though it was debunked over six decades ago. You're going to catch a cold if you go outside with wet hair is yet another myth. To actually catch a cold, we need to have a virus inside of our body. Also, wet hair is not something that makes you more attractive to the various germs lurking around you. People mostly believe this is true because they A. Heard it from their parents and B. Associate going outside with your hair being wet with getting sick because you're generally more exposed to germs when you're outside. There are no truly double-jointed people. Some individuals have certain parts of their bodies that are very flexible, so they can, for example, touch their chin with their elbow or bend their fingers backward. We often call these people double-jointed, like the secret is in them having an extra hinge somewhere. Well, it's not true. They have single joints, but they may have bones with oddly shaped ends, or their connective tissue may be very pliable. It seems the appendix, as in the organ, is useful after all, despite its poor reputation as a useless intestinal tube that pretty much goes nowhere. It seems the appendix is actually a reservoir for bacteria, but a good and helpful one. It stores microbes that assist our body when it's fighting certain problems and illnesses. In the early stage of our life, 
the appendix also helped us with the process of forming white blood cells, together with certain types of antibodies. Hey, do you know where the stomach is? <laughs> Sounds easy, right? But it's probably not where you think. Most people believe it lurks somewhere in the area behind the belly button. In reality, it's a bit higher in the abdomen, sitting on top of the rest of the gut. Here's how you can find it. Look for the point where your lower ribs meet in the middle. Now go down approximately three finger widths, and then three to your left. Now you're supposed to be right over the center of your stomach. You don't have taste sections on your tongue. The tongue map probably showed up at the beginning of the 20th century because scientists found minute differences in how strong a taste had to be in different areas inside the human mouth to actually register. This study created a myth that each part of the tongue was responsible for different tastes. In reality, all types of taste buds are spread across all areas of your mouth, and they can detect each taste. This includes umami, too, which is now accepted along with the usual four, sweet, salty, bitter, and sour. Here's a young man in a business suit. He's got a secret. He's in the bathroom, standing in front of the mirror, washing his face with cold water to cheer up. There's no one else here besides him, but he's not alone. The guy looks nervous. He slaps his cheeks, looks in the mirror, and says, Don't worry, we can deal with it. We've been going to this for so long, we will win. He said we, not because he has a split personality. And no, he's not talking to someone else through a small microphone. He said we, because he knows a secret. Technically, he's not all human, but a group of billions of living creatures. Him, you, and all the people on Earth aren't really who they think they are. Only 43% of your body is made up of human cells. The remaining 57% are microbes and bacteria. Now this guy is going on stage to tell us this secret. Get on the scales. See the number? Now subtract a little more than half from it. This is your actual weight. Everything else is microscopic organisms. It's hard to believe because, in this case, your body should constantly change its shape, disintegrating into tiny particles. You would see your skin pulsating and continually moving. Fortunately, this doesn't happen for two reasons. Firstly, microbes are tiny. Their movements aren't visible. Secondly, most of this microbial world is in a dark place we can't see. A place without access to oxygen in our intestines. It's where billions of little creatures are roaming. Feeling kind of crowded, huh? Some of them appeared before we were born, but most were colonists who came with food and water. On your body's surface, all microbes come from the environment. Every corner of your skin is covered with microbes. No matter how you try, it's impossible to get rid of them. There are more microbes than human cells. Our genome consists of about 20,000 genes. The number of microbes' genes in the human body is about 2 to 20,000 million. That means that technically, we're not people, but microbes. Fortunately, it's not so bad. The genome of microbes complements our own. Such a model of existence reveals many opportunities for medicine. The human microbiome includes bacteria, fungi, and other microorganisms, all of them divided into many species, and each type performs its own functions. Some microbes are responsible for vitamin extraction from food. Others help the breakdown of destructive substances. Another type helps your tummy digest food. A separate group regulates your immune system, protects it against ills, parasites, and viruses. 
Some control weight. Simply put, microbes make your life better, help your body function, and affect your health. There are microorganisms that provoke many diseases. They impair immunity or affect vital organs. Imagine you know exactly which bacteria are responsible for feeling unwell. Next, you find a way to rid yourself of them. It can be some pill with poison against those microbes. You drink it, and the cure erases all the harmful pests inside your body. A disease might appear because of the lack of beneficial microbes. This is one of the ways doctors heal many people in the world. Now let's say you've determined a group of microbes that help strengthen muscles. Then you find out which trace element helps these bacteria work faster and more efficiently. You add this vitamin to food or just get a pill containing a billion of these microbes. As a result, your muscles grow twice as fast. The presence of some microbes or the lack of others can show the state of your entire body. A sample of your microbes can indicate your level of health or the presence of some disease. Any person can improve their body not only with the help of genetic engineering, but with microbial medicine. Studying human microbes is cheaper, more efficient, and faster than expensive, complex gene modifications. This area is just beginning to develop all over the world, but there are already some discoveries. Previously, humanity thought microbes were enemies. We made up many ways to destroy bacteria and viruses. But along with the harmful germs, these cures get rid of the good ones. Now scientists understand that microbes can both take away and save lives. So they started large-scale research on this subject. Let's have a look at a big panda. This animal with an ample supply of fat under its skin is omnivorous. It rarely eats meat. Its diet mostly consists of berries and bamboo shoots. But in winter, there's none of this. So pandas feed on bamboo leaves. That food is low-calorie. There's almost no proteins in it. But still, pandas don't lose weight after a cold winter. Recently, scientists found out how pandas do that. It's all thanks to a unique microbiome. Every winter, a lot of unique bacteria are born in their intestines. These microbes extract and synthesize helpful substances from bamboo leaves better than others, and thus preserve the panda's weight. Scientists put these bacteria inside field mice. Small rodents began to gain weight much faster. Hamburgers, cakes, and other heavy foods contain calories and help develop colonies of microbes that contribute to weight. Millions of species of microbes have millions of functions. In theory, each of these functions can be used for the sake of humans. So, imagine you need to lose or gain weight, and you just add these microbes to your lunch. Do you want to sleep better or fight drowsiness? Drink microbes that will affect the production of sleep hormones. Do you want to strengthen the bone tissue? Eh, no problem! The King Cobra, Black Widow, Giant Hornet, Scorpion, and the Horsefly. They can all bite, sting, and inject venom into your body. It usually hurts. You experience burning sensations. Your body might react unpredictably. But if you hurry, doctors will help you. The bite site will hurt for a few days, but then you'll forget about it. But what if you get a sting that you can never forget? Caused by a plant that looks absolutely unremarkable. You may not even notice touching it, but your body will react immediately. Just being near this plant can cause choking and coughing. Your eyes will start watering. But if you accidentally touch it, well, the pain will last for several days, weeks, months, or several years. 
even after a long time, this unpleasant feeling can return at unexpected moments. You'll remember coming across this plant for the rest of your life, that's for sure. And this is not a cactus with sharp needles I'm talking about. Neither is it poison ivy. At first glance, this is an ordinary green bush with broad leaves. The good news is that this plant only grows in particular areas in Australia. It's called the Gimpy Gimpy. Gold miners discovered it in 1860 near the town of Gimpy. And most likely, it was an unpleasant find. Before you go to the forest to search for this plant, you need to put on a protective mask. And you'd better opt for a gas mask or respirator, thick clothes, and sturdy boots. Tuck your pant legs inside your boots, wear protective gloves, and you're all set. You don't have to go far into the wild. This plant grows on the edge of the forest, next to streams. You pass by some trees and come closer to the water. Here, in a dense thicket, you notice this dangerous bush. It can grow up to 10 feet tall. And its dark green heart-shaped leaves with jagged edges can grow up to a foot and a half wide. This plant can easily be confused with nettle or burdock. The only thing that can help identify Gimpy Gimpy is a thin layer of fluff covering its leaves. It's like it's encouraging you to stroke it. But don't fall into this trap. This is not fluff. It's tiny toxic hairs. They're not only on the leaves, but also fly around the plant. If you remove your gas mask, you'll feel as if ground pepper has got into your nose. You'll have an uncontrollable sneezing fit. Your nose will itch. It'll become difficult to breathe. Your tongue will swell. Your eyes will feel as if they're on fire. And if you stay there for some time, this plant will seriously damage your health. For many years, the Gimpy Gimpy caused huge problems to loggers and hunters. Even when they knew about its existence, they often accidentally touched it while working. This was enough to make people sick for several weeks. There were cases where sting sites hurt for decades. One man said he felt pain for two years after touching the plant. He experienced extremely unpleasant sensations every time he took a cold shower. People compare this feeling to the sting of 30 wasps simultaneously. And the worst thing is that doctors can hardly help in this situation. Even an old dried leaf lying on the ground presents a serious danger. You can drop your phone or glove, try to pick it up, and accidentally touch the gimpy gimpy leaf. To study it, you need to use a pair of tweezers to take a leaf and put it in a vacuum-sealed container. Done! Now you can transport your sample to the laboratory and reveal its secrets. The Gimpy Gimpy is one of the six species of stinging trees native to Australia. It grows in the sun, surrounded by other plants. And, most surprisingly, there are holes in its leaves. But before we find out what creatures feed on one of the most dangerous plants in the world, let's study its poison. The bush is covered with tiny hairs, and even one of these hairs can cause big problems. It's so thin and small that it can penetrate your skin and stay there for several months or even years. Water doesn't wash it out. It only enhances the effect of the poison. A tip of the hair opens up when it comes into contact with some surface. Then it injects a potent toxin. After that, you feel a burning sensation. Half an hour later, the feeling gets worse. 
your skin starts pulsating and turns red. You never know how long the effect is going to last. It all depends on the number of hairs you've come into contact with. But what precisely is this toxin? How can it cause so many problems? Scientists still don't know for sure. They can't say which components of the poison cause the burning. The effect of the toxin lasts for a long time. High or cold temperatures don't stop it. After a few years, you can put pressure on the affected spot and feel that the poisonous hairs are still there. Pluck one leaf and throw it on the ground. Then come back a hundred years later and touch this leaf. You'll feel the unpleasant sting again. The botanical samples of the Gimpy Gimpy still remain dangerous in many laboratories. With such toxic leaves, Gimpy Gimpy may be the most protected plant in the world. But some creatures still feed on its poisonous leaves. Well, here's some facts you'll find hard to digest. <laughs> Your stomach has a pretty incredible capacity. Being able to hold up to half a gallon of liquids, that's a whole large bottle of Coke. It's pretty hard to estimate how much hard food you can eat because it's processed with your teeth before it gets to your stomach. There's definitely not enough room for a turkey, but a good-sized chicken would probably fit in it. If you were asked where your stomach was, you would probably point to your tummy. Sorry, that's wrong. It's actually up here, hidden in between your ribs. Scientists believe that the appendix will disappear eventually. Nobody really knows why we need it, but some researchers claim it might have existed to help our ancestors digest tree bark. Because it's no longer part of our daily diet, the appendix isn't necessary and can disappear from our bodies without any consequences. The appendix isn't the only obsolete part of our body. Wisdom teeth aren't that useful either. Yeah, they used to come in handy whenever our ancestors lost some of their teeth. But the only thing they help us lose now is the money we spend extracting them. Almost all of our body is covered with hairs, even if we don't notice them. They grow even in the belly button. Their purpose is to catch lint. Check it out. See? Your liver acts as your own personal bodyguard, protecting you from toxins and many other things you don't want hanging around in your body. It's also pretty indestructible and can even regenerate. Only about 43% of you is actually you. Over 50% of the cells in your body belong to tiny little creatures that mainly live in your gut. Still, even though your own cells are fewer than microbial ones, there are, on average, about 100 trillion of them in you. See? You're not alone. With this in mind, your own genes are less than half of what you really consist of. If you take all the microbes dwelling within your body and count their genes, you'll find between 2 to 20 million. If you sleep, it doesn't mean all of your body sleeps. In fact, sometimes your brain has to work even harder when you're asleep. It needs to process tons of information, and reports usually take a lot of time. The nose definitely gets a good rest while you're sleeping. Amazingly, your sense of smell basically deactivates at night. You wouldn't even be bothered if there was a really terrible smell in your bedroom. No comment. The nose is probably one of the most underappreciated parts of the body. We wouldn't even be able to enjoy eating without it. About 80% of the taste of any food is thanks to the nose and its ability to recognize odors. If you hold your nose while eating, you will taste almost nothing. 
With no sense of smell, you're likely to recognize food mostly by texture. So an onion might seem no different than a big, refreshing apple. Scientists used to believe we could distinguish about 10,000 smells, but they were wrong. Recent research showed that people are actually able to distinguish between more than a trillion smells. We also remember them better than anything else, and smells can even evoke some distant memories. Your nose just doesn't help you breathe and catch odors. It filters the air for sensitive throats and lungs. If we inhale dry air, the nose moistens it, cools it, and heats it if it's necessary. Also, the nose cleans the air of dirt. When you age, your brain is gradually reducing in size. By age 75, it's much smaller than at 30, and it starts shrinking by the age of 40. It happens to everyone and doesn't affect your mental strength in any way. Our brain can store only 7 bits in its short-term memory. Don't even try to compare your brain with a phone capacity. Not even the one you had back in 2005. That's why you can't even learn a phone number by heart. Our short-term memory functions just like a chalkboard. You can get some information, but sooner or later, you run out of space. To check your working memory capacity, try this test. Ask a friend to write a list of 10 words and read it to you. Most people recall 7 or fewer items from that list. Your RAM, or working memory, is an essential thing that we need to perform almost any everyday activity including basic conversations, surfing the net, and even petting your dog. Our strongest and emotional memories are often fake. The central memory gives us the confidence to believe that we remember everything, even though most of the details are made up in our heads. We don't only use 10% of our brain. We use way more, even when we're sleeping. Scientists tested this statement, and one of the methods they used was measuring activity in the brain while a person was performing various tasks. Results have shown we use most of our brain most of the time. The exact percentage varies from person to person, depending on what they're doing. Plus, it's not possible to monitor every single one of our brain cells. There are billions of them after all, so you can't know the exact number of active ones at any given time. When asleep, your frontal cortex, the part responsible for, let's say, higher-level thinking, and certain areas that help you sense your surroundings are still working. Humans don't just have five senses, hearing, taste, touch, sight, and smell. This idea originated from Aristotle, a famous Greek philosopher, who said that there was a sense organ for every sense, eyes for seeing, a tongue for tasting, and so on. But that was thousands of years ago, and he was missing the vestibular system, a key sense organ. The vestibular system is the apparatus of the inner ear that our body uses to stay in balance. Not every sense requires its own sense organ, just a different type of sensory receptor. For example, your skin alone has four different receptors for temperature, touch, pain, and proprioception. Proprioception is body awareness, which means that even if you move your arm behind your back, you still know it's there. Something an octopus, for example, doesn't know. So, saying we have 33 senses could be closer to the truth, not 5. These include senses of balance, temperature, thirst, and many more we need to survive. If you like cracking your knuckles from time to time, no need to worry. The whole idea that it increases risks for potential knuckle problems perhaps makes sense in the first place because that's what happens when you constantly put pressure on your joints over the years. 
The satisfying sound you hear happens because of bubbles bursting in the fluid that actually lubricates your joints, called synovial fluid. If you eat a big meal, you can still go swimming. You won't get cramps. The idea behind this misconception is eating a heavy meal will increase the amount of blood flow to your stomach. That way, blood won't go to your muscles, which will potentially cause cramps if you go swimming. The truth is, you probably won't feel that comfortable swimming immediately after eating a large meal, but you're safe to go if you really want to. It's even recommended to have a small snack that's rich in carbs not long before your swimming session. This will boost your energy. When you shave your body hair, you don't have to worry about it growing back darker and thicker. Because this is a myth. You may believe there are some changes in the color, thickness, or growth rate of the hair. That's because after you shave, you give the follicle a blunt tip, which may look or feel darker and rougher than it was before. But that's just a perception trick. You'll see that once your hair grows in again, it will be the same as before. Not only your brain shrinks as you get older, you too shrink dramatically. The bones get more brittle, the backbone gets compressed. A similar thing happens when you rest at night. Your bones kind of relax too. Because of this, you wake up taller in the mornings than you are at the end of the day. Among mammals, only humans can walk on two legs for their entire lives. You might think that kangaroos or gorillas move in the same way, but kangaroos use their tail as a third leg, and gorillas use their long arms to keep balance. Your bones take part in metabolism too. Since they mostly consist of calcium, when there's not enough of this element in your blood, bones start shedding it into the bloodstream, balancing your body. The same reaction works in reverse, too. When there's too much calcium in your blood, it goes into the bones to be stored for later. The only bone to have a sense of humor in your body is inside your upper arm. That's why it's called the humerus. Okay, I made that one up. Moving along. The only bones that never grow are found in our ears. We can hear thanks to these tiny bones because they have adapted to transmit sound vibrations. Doctors call them the oscular chain. One of these hearing bones, the stapes, is the smallest bone in your entire body. It's no larger than a grain of rice. Our height, shape of our body, and skin color depend a lot on where our ancestors used to live. But we can adapt to new conditions even within our own lifespan. For example, if you move from plains to the mountains, you'll eventually develop more red blood cells to compensate for the lack of oxygen. And naturally, if you move from a colder climate to a hotter and sunnier one, your skin will get darker to adapt. Our lifespan is programmed within ourselves. They constantly renew and divide, but they have a sort of internal timer that stops at some point. Some cells also stop reproducing sooner than others. On average, cells cease dividing when we reach the age of 100. That means if we could find a way to trick ourselves into turning off the timer, we could potentially live forever. Body fat isn't just a nuisance. It acts as insulation material, energy reserve, and shock absorber. Your body sends the most fat into your waist region because that's where your internal organs are. If something happens to you, this layer of fat might protect your vitals from irreparable damage. Heads up! Your skull isn't a single bone. It actually consists of 28 different bones, many of which are fused together to protect your brain. 
The mandible, or the lower jaw, is the only skull bone that isn't fixed to the bone around it. It's attached with connective tissues and muscles. This is what makes it so mobile. You can move it in any direction you like. So, when someone is lying, their nose gives it away. And no, it does not grow longer. (laughs) You haven't seen mine. It turns out that when a person lies, the temperature around their nose, as well as the inner corners of their eyes, rises. So, imagine you're on a first date, and the person tells you something hard to believe. You whip out your thermometer and take the temperature of their nose. Then they take your temperature, and back and forth it goes all night long. Actually, there are better things to do, but I'm not going to spoil it for you. Women's hearts beat faster than men's. The average male's heart rate is between 70 and 72 beats per minute. At the same time, the average for women is between 78 and 82 beats. This is because women's hearts are generally smaller than men's. The female heart pumps less blood with each beat, so it needs to work a little harder to keep up with the males. Your lungs are one of the largest organs in your body. Their total surface area is almost the same as a tennis court. And the total length of the airways running through them is similar to the distance from Chicago to Las Vegas. And all this manages to fit inside your body. Now, nerve impulses your brain sends travels at a speed of around 170 miles per hour. That's as fast as a high-speed train. The amount of food consumed by the average human in their lifetime weighs as much as 8 Asian elephants. It's unsurprising that we spend around 4 years of our life eating. Ooh, tongue twister! 8 Asian elephants, 8 Asian elephants. Now, we shed our skin as it's actually food for fungi, bacteria, and other stuff we definitely want to stay away from. We get rid of around 600,000 particles of skin every hour. Hmm, that's why they call me dusty. Your eyes get their color from a pigment called melanin. Brown-eyed people have more melanin than those with green eyes. The blood in your body travels 4 miles per hour, and it reaches your brain in just a few seconds. Some people can hear the sounds of their eyeballs moving. Ooh, It's a rare condition called canal dehiscence syndrome. It causes every single sound inside the body to be amplified. One man described it as hearing his eyes scratching like sandpaper every time they moved in their sockets. Wow. Then I guess watching a tennis match must get really loud. When you see a person smiling at you, you know how it feels, which can make you do the same. The same is with yawning. It's also some sort of unconscious way our brain makes social bonds with others that are yawning. Wisdom teeth used to have an important role. They were the third set of molars we used to mash meat and other firm food in our mouths. When our brains got bigger and we started eating softer food, jawbone structure changed, which means we didn't need wisdom teeth anymore. And that's why we've dumbed down. Nah, that's not why. When you're awake, your brain produces electricity. The actual amount is between 15 to 25 watts. That's enough to power an LED light. The electricity comes from the brain delivering millions of messages around the body every single second. These messages are how your brain tells your arms to move, for example. Think of your body as a super-speedy highway for electrical signals. Your teeth are the only part of your body that can't repair itself. That's why dentists were created. 
But the enamel they're covered with is one of the toughest things in the human body. Now, scientists have noticed that people with bigger pupils are better at problem-solving. Bigger-pupiled individuals, yes, that is a legit word, can also focus better and ignore distractions, huh? Even their memory is sharper. We don't know the reasons for the phenomenon yet, but many people think it's because the pupil is linked to a spot in the brain that initiates your mental abilities. What? Humans can use echolocation just like whales or bats. Some blind people can get information about their surroundings in some sort of flashes in 3D perspective and have a strong sense of texture and density. They get information with sound waves. Our brains process those differently than light waves. Echolocation uses certain brain parts sighted people use for vision. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.